Hello and thank you for being here with me. Welcome to another episode of the Tyra Raymond Poet Show. Today I am very, very honoured to be joined by poet, author and mentor Tolu Akiyemi. Tolu hails from Nigeria and lives in the UK, where he has been endorsed by the Arts Council England as a writer with exceptional talent. He has over 10 years experienced and he is the author of five outstanding books, one of which is a collection of short essays encouraging you to unravel your hidden gems. The other four books from the basis of his poetry collection ripe for future growth and which include Deadlines Don't Roar, Dead Dogs Don't Bark, Dead Cats Don't Meow, which was his best-selling book and his latest release, Never Play Games with the Devil. Hello, Tolu. Hi, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, thank you very much. I'm very well. I'm very excited to hear you read the first poem heritage um welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here i'm very honored to have you on the show um and what we're going to do is we're going to start off with um you reading your poem heritage so whenever you're ready thank you this poem is titled heritage i am from the land where we worship different gods before missionaries showed us the one true God. I am from the land where Saturdays are for Owen Bears and we keep hope alive even in our misery. I am from the land of dreams where visionary men took the walk of glory, our youth lost after greener pastures and our best brains take flight in mega droves. I am from the land of broken dreams, broken things, broken people, and the foul body language. I am from the land where elders are respected and fettered like iconic symbols of national currency. I am from the land of abundance and want, wealth and poverty, suffering and smiling. This is my heritage, my history and story. Thank you. Very powerful. Thank you so much, Tolu. That is um, amazing and it kind of gives us an insight already into your story. Um, So uh, I really don't know where to start because there is so much to cover and I'm just blown away um, by the work that you've done. Um, So I'm going to ask you to help me out a little bit. Um, I want to start off by just asking you, how do you do it? Uh, well, I would say I'm self-motivated, mm. self-inspired. I don't really have a set of guidelines on, you know, a particular route to take. I mm. just always inspire myself to, you know, just deliver good works and, you know, hope that my works also will inspire people that if Tolu Akinyemi can do it, then they mm-hmm. also can do it better. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, brilliant. And we are going to talk a little bit more about this philosophy that you hold because um, it's very important. Um, so when did you actually start writing poetry? So I started writing poetry, I think, around 
2008 they about so it's been mm-hmm. over 10 years i started writing poetry just mm-hmm. experimental writing free verse poetry before mm-hmm. then i actually had a keen interest in reading books so mm-hmm. i am that guy that would pick up say a newspaper for instance and read the mm-hmm. inside out read all sections i used mm-hmm. to be so fascinated with books with literature and mm. at a point I had like a journal. So I used to like document what events and I used yeah. to be I used to be a keen observer of political history as well. So from there I began to develop more of my poetry and you know one thing led to the other and I was mm. able to publish my first poetry collection, Dead Lion Stone Row, in twenty seventeen. Absolutely amazing. So, I mean, was there anybody who inspired you to read or was it just like a natural thing that came out of you and words just did something to you that you just found yourself reading, you know, newspapers back to back inside out and then obviously eventually leading into your writing journey? Yeah, uh, for for literature, for inspiration, we had so many people, so many writers, so many literary mm. greats in Nigeria at the time that mm. inspired me and one of them was Wale Shoyinka. Uh, Wale Shoyinka mm. was, is the only Nobel laureate from is a Nobel laureate from Nigeria and is a literary icon and a role model to a lot of literary enthusiasts yeah. from Nigeria. And we also mm. had Chinua Achebe of he wrote phenomenal novels that up to today is being re- read all around the world. Things fall mm. apart arrows of god and so many other novels so i would at, the, at that time i used to read a lot of wale shoyinka and chino achibi's books especially mm. chino achibi's prose and this inspired me a lot to i never knew that someday i would become a published author but reading their mm. works back in back in those days fascinated me a lot and mm. i had like developed made me develop a keen interest in literature in writing and develop and developing my interest for the art form. Brilliant. So clearly, you've had inspiration from um, other writers, but obviously, going back to being self-motivated, um, I think childhood does play a key role in that. So going back to your childhood, um, tell me a little bit about what it was like settling in the UK. So settling in the UK. Oh, so it wasn't too long ago I settled in the UK. So I settled in the UK in two thousand and ten. So it was mm-hmm. a different environment for me altogether, coming mm. to the UK, set, settling down. But at, at the time, I came in for my master's degree at the University of Hertfordshire. And mm-hmm. so I had the opportunity to work with quite a lot of young people. I was a mm. student mentor at the University of Hertfordshire. So this gave me the opportunity to like interact with mm. the university community and also with students, mentoring them, coaching them. And this helped, yeah. this helped me as well in my journey as a writer because I was able to see like different perspectives. Our, my, my scope to issues was also developed, especially for the fact that I am I'm publishing my first fiction, which is a collection mm-hmm. of short stories next month. Yeah, so coming, wow. coming to the UK has been really, you know, settling that the UK has been, was smooth at the time because I had a lot of support network from the university. I was able yeah. to pull my skills as a writer to be able to I was able to harness those gifts as well in the university 
writing writing at the uni and supporting other groups to achieve their own future ambitions to become writers and you know unless their own skills and potentials as well it's amazing that's that's that is just i'm blown away um and obviously this does go back to your childhood because um in your own beautiful words you say you were brought up by visionaries who built castles on the wings of dreams um how do you think that also played uh, a part in your achievements because obviously you've got this network around you who's been very helpful and um including the arts um council but in terms of the 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 people that you were brought up with tell me a little bit more about that yeah so for the people that that were in charge of my upbringing they they always believed that nothing was impossible and if you can dream it mm. then you can achieve it as well so growing up i always had the belief that no matter the dreams or the vision that i had nothing was impossible for me to achieve i always give myself yeah. the mindset that yes if i put my mind to do something i can mm. i can achieve it so growing up in that kind of environment gave us the possibilities mindset that no matter the obstacles in front of you you just have to keep on finding your own unique role you need to keep on believing in yourself you need to keep on you need to keep on dreaming it's not a crime to dream we're all free to dream so that actually helped me to shape my life outcomes in terms of the kind of beliefs my my belief system the kind of vision that I had in terms of books I wanted to write and how I wanted it to touch people and inspire them as well to be mm. to be able to do what I do but also do it better yeah yeah and that's really important because clearly you're um you know into personal development where um it's like uh, simultaneous isn't it you've got to work on yourself if you want to inspire others and clearly that is something that you do take me through the journey of your books because I love the order that they go in um, because they not only tell a story, but it also reflects the originality and sincerity behind your work because it comes from a place of truth, I say. Um, and I'm really interested in the names of your books and the meaning behind it because they're, they're very interesting. Thank you for that. So the first book was a poetry collection and that was titled mm-hmm. Dead Lions Don't Roll. And mm-hmm. Dead Lions Don't Roll tells us that we all have a unique role we all can make a difference in our world. And in mm. truth, is when we are alive that we can rule, we can make a difference in our world. And Dead Lions Don't mm. Rule Have Poems just is a collection of poems that inspire people that while you are here, find mm. your own rule. Make the difference in your community. Let your life make it count. So that was the first in the collection of Poetic Wisdom for the Descending series. The second mm-hmm. book I wrote was a collection of inspirational and motivational essays, and that that mm-hmm. is Unravel Your Eden Gems. So it's a collection yeah. of essays that transcend every strata of our life, relationships, culture, dreams, mm-hmm. goal setting, and is mm-hmm. is so pra- practical and as open as possible. So it's not about 10 ways to become better or 10 ways to do something but in truth it it gives you like practical steps on how on my own journey and how you also can achieve your dreams how you can how you can value what you have 
I have different essays on different topics on relationships. I talked about relationships, the current that controls our lives. So our relationships actually mm. do. Yeah. So so that that was my second book. Then the mm-hmm. third book is titled Dead Dog Stone Back, and that's a continuation of the series from Dead mm-hmm. Lion Stone Row, and that's another poetry collection that tells us that everyone has a unique back and everyone mm-hmm. can. So just falling off of the themes of Dead Lion Stone Row. And I, I think mm-hmm. the most playful one in the series is Dead Cats Don't Meow. So that's... Best-selling as well. <laughs> yeah, best-selling best <laughs> as well, yeah. So that was, that, that was, that was a playful one and uh, it's, it, I think it struck the right note in people's minds and the feedback has been really good on Dead Cats Don't Meow. Mm-hmm. And so that that was a third in that series of collection mm-hmm. for the descending series. And my fourth book was okay, so Dead Cats Domia is the fourth one. And the fifth one was another poetry collection, Never Play Games with the Devil. And that came that mm-hmm. came out last last year. So that's the fifth one. And the sixth and seventh, uh, a book full love. That's a poetry collection that will be out on the eighth of May. 2020 mm-hmm. and is available for pre-order on Amazon mm-hmm. and on my website. And I also have my first work of fiction coming out as well, titled mm-hmm. Inferno of Silence. And that is a collection of short stories. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think the listeners um will be thinking, how do how does he manage this all? Like how do you how do you manage your time effectively in order to get so many books done? And obviously we're gonna come on to the other things that you also do as a performer, um, obviously we've just said author, personal development coach, mentor, um, and also some um work that you've done in um as a financial crime consultant. So I mean, just enlighten us, how do you manage your time? Oh to be to be honest, I don't there's no magic, but <laughs> it's all about discipline. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people, That's it, yeah, yeah. people ask me this question all the time. We all work mm. within, you know, the financial crime industry, and we all know how mm. crazy this is. And you still come out and churn out great books. How do you do it? But like I, like mm. I tell people, you always find time for that which truly matters to you. So if, yes. if for instance, we all find time to eat every day, so. That means eating and having food and fluids in our body is quite important to us. So that's that's the same thing with writing as well. No matter how mm. you know you always have to find time for what really matters to you. Inspiration comes anytime. It could come from any place, and it's always just for us to like. So for the approach I use is just being disciplined. I don't I don't mm. work to particular set of routines to say oh every day you have to write two hours or you have to write so it, mm-hmm. it's just as a, when inspiration comes but the thing is that inspiration comes almost like all the time because from the environment from things happening around us we always find a way to get inspired so but i would say the bedrock of my writing ability has been discipline and being and being mm-hmm. self-motivated Absolutely. It's those two things because we were talking about being self-motivated first and um, and quite naturally that came out of the answer um, of the first question that I asked you. Um, and obviously um, discipline is very important and being self-motivated. Do you think, um, do you think these are just generic 
rules that, you know, like people could pick a book up and let's say if they're struggling, they just don't know where to start. It might not even be writing. It might just be they just don't know what they enjoy themselves. What does it take to then make these rules, if you like, work in your life? So I would say to make to make the rules work for you is just having a clear focus. So mm. number one, you could everyone works to different set pattern and it's easy to say, Oh, I want to follow this particular set of rules or I want to do this every day. I want to sharpen my skills. I want to listen to podcasts. I want to go on YouTube and watch public performance mm. videos. But I I would just say mm. once you have a clear focus, then it becomes much more easy. You know, Definitely. Yeah, you, you know what mm. you want to achieve. How focused are yeah. you towards those dreams, those goals, mm. those objectives? So I think that's very, very important. Having having mm. been focused and it actually helps us to like stay on track. And any time mm. you want to derail from that, but also having an accountability partner might be key as well. So mm. uh, in recent times in my writing journey, I have a friend that. We cross-check notes. We, you know, so I think as well having someone who you are accountable to, someone you can yeah. rely on, and all of that goes a long way to help us to, you know, to stay on track and not lose and not take our eyes off the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true, because all these things you've mentioned, um, obviously we said self-motivated and discipline, uh, focus and accountability. Um, I think all of these work if first the person. Uh, knows what they want to do and why they want to do it. Do you yeah, agree? Yeah, sure, sure. So yeah, so if you you have you have a dream, you you yourself, you must come. You must have a reason why you want to do what you want to do, and whoever you are accountable mm-hmm. to as well, as you know, as an input in that as well to say okay, or and they also you can't be accountable to someone who is not going anywhere. So you must be accountable to someone who also has. So it could be a two-way street who also has similar goals, who has similar vision to be, it might not be the same interest, but also to mm. make the best use of their own lives as well. So that way it becomes a, a an intrinsic relationship where value is being added both ways. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. That's very true. Um, so when did you actually start performing? And tell me about your experience of going onto stage the first time, because correct me if I'm wrong, you performed in front of, um, I don't know what the biggest number was, it 600? Yeah, that 600, yeah. That was at the Playhouse in Whitley, <laughs> that was at the Playhouse in Whitley Bay in Newcastle. And to be to Amazing. be honest with you, I had no nerves. I mm. was just, it was just, because <laughs> when I got up on the stage, I told everyone, can I have a loud roar like a lion? And that was that wow. was that was massive. Like the the the, the response from <clears throat> the audience was really, you know, it was really awesome. So for performance mm. poetry, I've been actively involved in performance poetry. I started doing that right here in Newcastle, and that's been over three years now that I've been actively involved in performance poetry, and I and I would say mm-hmm. the reception has been really good i bring a lot of mm. energy to the stage which mm. endears people to my poetry to my art 
I go to the stage at times, people are already roaring, people are barking, and, you know, so it's always a joy to share your work with people and see that delight, see them, you know, see how they are receptive. I've headlined so many events and it's, it's, been, it's been nothing short of amazing. Absolutely, I can just, I can, I can, I can just feel that right now. Um, and obviously, you mentioned actively for three years. You know, actively performing. I think that's really important, isn't it? Because sometimes, um, when people say, you know, I'm going to start doing this, or I'm going to have this goal. If they're not consistent enough, it's not really going to work. But with you, obviously, for three years, you've been performing actively, and then getting to the stage of, you know, having no nerves at all in front of six hundred people. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think it's quite important mm. being consistent. So it's not just about saying I want to do this, but about mm. you just believing in yourself, being your own cheerleader, and giving yourself that confidence to go on and to achieve. You know, so and I, you can achieve. We can all achieve anything as long as we believe in ourselves. So I think it starts from believing in ourselves, yeah. in our own talent. And in our own ability. So I remember back in the days, even at my workplace, where there are any sort of events or stuff, they just call me up to perform and to quite a lot of audience. And so once you come out, the opportunities will always spring up. So for my mm -hmm. situation, that's what really happened. You know, I began to get quite a lot of invitations in the local community mm -hmm. from different organizations and that really helped to boost my profile as well. Absolutely, because everything counts, isn't it? Because obviously, as you mentioned, uh, self-belief first, and then obviously the effort you put in, because you said you actively, um, obviously performed um, for three years actively, that led you to that stage and consistency and having that supportive network. So, yeah, these are definitely the, um, the um, core, core principles, if you yeah. like. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And obviously, um, there is a part of you that wants to give because clearly you uh, want to inspire others. You, the title of your book, Unraveled Your Hidden Gems, demonstrates that idea. Um, what's your philosophy on giving? Because it's amazing because the money that you've earned from your book, you've actually donated that to charity. Uh, so tell me a little bit yeah, more about so, that. Uh, for personally, I believe that we need to make, our, make a difference in our communities. We need to make, it's not just about mm. taking from the community, but it's also very important mm. to give back to the community. So from the sale of Dead Lion Stone Road, I was able to donate a thousand pounds to Educate Northumberland, a charity very close to my heart. Oh. And I really loved, because growing, we all, we grow old one day and someday, so I, it was a joy for me to go, to go in there as well, to go into the home, to perform, you know, even with, donate my time as well. So, yeah, so I do, from time to time, I donate my time to different charities just to support them, perform poetry, and, you know, just put a smile on the faces of everyone within these homes and to bring out the youthful excitement and vigor that everyone mm -hmm. everyone is creative we all no matter how it doesn't it doesn't really depend on our age we all have that creative ability and talent within us so we all participate in all these forms of events yeah so 
And after that, I supported, I'm actively supporting the Chronicle Sunshine Fund and the Equal Arts. The Equal Arts is a charity mm -hmm. committed to, to encouraging old people to bring out their creative best as well. So I've had a couple of events mm -hmm. where I've had to visit their residents and also perform poetry mm -hmm. and inspire them as well to to unravel their hidden gems and you know show the best that they're capable of absolutely amazing what an amazing philosophy to have um, and obviously you mentioned about um, the importance of giving i obviously i'm a strong believer uh, in that and i think um that's what i love about art really because um it's not the material success that we are interested yeah. in is it it's like you know, I'll, I'll let you finish off yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's all, ab all about the material success because material mm. success as a given, it might come at any point in time, but it's all about making those little impacts within the community, making a difference. And, you know, there are times I go into, say, timeout markets and people say, oh, we know about the Lionstone rule. We know about even people that I've never met mm. in my life and, you know, they walk up to me oh, your book has been so inspiring and we love your books. And mm -hmm. so it's all about making, you know, those little strands of impact within the local communities. Mm -hmm. Giving It's not just all about time or about money, but about giving mm -hmm. your time and using your talent to support what a worthy cause. Yeah, so I, I very much believe in that as well. And you believe in that. Now tell me how that makes you feel when you go home and people have come up to you and said, thank you so much. And you've had all these um, comments and kind words towards you because of your good deeds. Um, how does that make you yeah, feel? It makes me feel humbled. Uh, I'm just humbled. Uh, I I get this accolades all because I made the decision to, you know, to, to donate, to give a part of me because when you give, you always, you're always better off for it. You are more, you know, you experience happiness within and just for the fact that mm. you are adding value to people's lives. So it gives me, you know, sheer joy and happiness to know that I am actually making a difference where it really matters. Absolutely, because obviously the saying goes, you know, money doesn't give you happiness. But I think um, a lot of people misunderstand this. And, um, you know, it's a huge societal issue we have where a lot of people are in a job because they have to be or they're in there for the money. And it's just the money that motivates them. Um, so obviously, like we've talked about, you know, um, material uh, possessions as an artist, you know, this is not what we're interested <laughs> in. Uh, what would be um, the first, I mean, obviously we all need money to survive, but um, the feeling that it gives us when we're giving more than we earn, obviously money can't buy that. But what would be your tip to somebody who, uh, you know, uh, not a you know, they don't have to be a, a writer or an art artist, but like if they're struggling and they're in a job that they don't like, they're in it just for money. What, what tips would you give to this yeah, person? Yeah, so if you're in a job that you don't like, my advice would be like, find what truly makes you happy life is too short for us to be doing mm. what doesn't make us happy i would say that and number two for every dark place we find ourselves there could be a glimmer of hope there could be something you know so it, it, it could be time also for us to unravel something that is quite different you know and find out mm what you know what what are the hidden 
hidden gems within that work that we can yes. unravel. What 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 can we do differently? So at times, many people say, oh, I don't like my job. I've been stuck in this position mm-hmm. for a long time. But the question mm-hmm. is, are we adding value to that position? Are we, what are we doing differently from our colleagues? Yeah. Are we, you know, so it's not just about complaining mm-hmm. and saying, oh, I don't like my job. Uh, I don't feel happy in the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we, we could be in that situation whereby we don't feel happy about the job and all of that. Yeah, it's all right not to feel happy or it's all right, you know, for one to feel like, oh, the job is draining me and I need a break. Yeah, that's fine. But I would say Mm -hmm. that let's try and add value and do things differently. But if you do all of this and still you don't feel, you don't feel involved, you don't see your your own being, being in that job, then I would say it's time to start looking for you know what you truly love to do because even as a creative mm. person i need to be in a job whereby i mm. feel happy whereby i feel involved yeah. because for me to express my talent as a creative i need to be you know i need to have that right right state of mind so when you work yes. in a job whereby you you don't have that state where you, you know you are not settled you don't feel happy then it will be really difficult for you to mm. Everything you'll be writing about will just be broken, you know, <laughs> how you have been broken and you know yeah. being sad, you know, and how the world is, you know, you know. So, but I would say, if you if if for everything you don't like that job, then it's time to start looking for what mm-hmm. you know you are passionate about, what really makes you happy. Yeah. Very true. That is a that is some amazing tips there, definitely. Because um, you know, as we were saying, it's not. Uh, it could it could go in two ways where somebody's in uh, a really well paid job, but it's not just the money. Is it you've got to you've got to feel happy in it, and like you said, you've got to reflect and think what value am I adding to the workplace? So speaking of work, um, financial crime consultant, tell me more about that. <laughs> so so I work, I work with a global tier one investment bank, a global investment bank as a financial crime compliance consultant. And yeah, so mm-hmm. in, in my day job, all, all I do is looking for the bad guys. And yeah, so it's... it's it... <laughs> so you're after the bad guys, clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, so metaphorically, just, you know, but we are we try and work <laughs> to ensure that we have safer financial systems that are not used mm. for, you know, the financial system that, that is not used for crime or, or to launder the proceeds yeah. of crime. So I, I work within this mm. sphere and yeah, so it's 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 all right. Uh, I have a couple of qualifications also as well within financial crime, and it's different from writing. Mm. But I think the the writing experience has also helped me as well. So that's how divergent our skill set can be when we get to the workplace. So say I'm managing incidents, or I'm writing reports, or yeah my mm-hmm. writing skills comes into the fore. So that's that's how for creatives, yeah. for anyone who's got talent or we all, everyone is talented, that's the truth. But all these bits and pieces, yeah. our skills, our writing, our intuition, ability to reflect on things, they all come together. Mm-hmm. So no talent stands in isolation. Uh, so the fact mm-hmm. that you're a good writer, you can also transfer those skills into another job and truly stand out 
Amazing, and that's clearly what you're doing. And um, you know, it must be a really great feeling for you as well, because the work that you're doing is also ethical. Um, because you know, we were talking about making sure that you enjoy what you do, and you don't. And like you said, you know, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have stress, because that's life. You know, you're not just going to totally escape that. So that must also make you feel good that you're managing to kind of uh, combine your uh, creativity alongside your work yeah, life I as well. I think it's quite important for creatives as well, like it's not everyone who would be a creative and have or it's not compulsory like if to be a full-time creative so you could be a creative mm. and use your talent in different ways have a job and it's not all that hard to combine all these different facets of life together to form one opc so i would say it's all like i mentioned earlier all about having the right discipline having the right focus and there, there are days I'm also burnt out. There are days I'm stressed, like seriously stressed. And I feel like, oh, maybe mm. I'm spending too much time on my day job, working extra hours, or maybe just giving out extra hours. <laughs> but, and this time could mm. have been used for my own personal writing. But, you know, it's, it works both ways. Like I said, it's all about adding value and, you know, leaving your imprint anywhere you go. Let people know that you are committed and willing to make a difference. Amazing, because I think when we're in, you know, when we're involved in personal development, we do review everything. Um, and obviously, clearly, that's what you do with, you know, when you said that you uh, will start thinking, am I spending too much time on this? Or am I, am I losing the balance? And I guess that is like a challenge for the rest of our lives. We're never going to come to a destination and say, right, now I'm, you know, an expert in managing my time. It'll always be uh, something that you have to review, I guess, and just constantly uh, track. So in terms of the um, work you do in mentoring, um, if somebody was interested in, um, you know, having mentoring with you or purchasing a book, what, yeah, how do they so start? If someone was interested in mentoring, you know, having me mentor, then just go on my website, tolutoludo.com and drop mm -hmm. me an email. So so that I think that's the yeah. first, you know, first way to start. And there's, I've had like group mentoring sessions for young school, you know, mm. students in schools and all of that. And I have people that I also mentor like on the personal level. So I think, but the easiest way to reach out to find me is through my website, toluludu.com. Mm. So on there, there's access to yeah. all my social media channels and everywhere, all my other platforms I'm currently available on. So that's the easiest way. And for my books, my books are available on Amazon, on my website, on mm. Amazon Kindle as well, and Barnes and Noble, Waterstones. So, and I think anywhere books are sold. So you know there are so there are so many. Yeah. <laughs> the, I even go like, oh, so the book is in Walmart, is Air, and oh, so it's in so many places. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. So it's just for wow. to check them out and look out for them. The books are widely available online, but Amazon, your mm. local bookstores, yeah, just my website, all these available. Yeah, brilliant. Well, that will be included in the description. Um, so um, in terms of obviously the situation that we're all in, um, you know, the coronavirus and things, how has that affected your work and creativity life and how are yeah, you Yeah, so we, with the coronavirus, I've just, because I have two books coming out that I mentioned earlier next month, May 2020. Yeah. So a book, a, 
well, I don't even have to ask you now. What next? You've just answered it. So a beautiful love and infinite silence. So I've been so this time has afforded me the opportunity to review the manuscripts before you know just before the formatting is completed, and so I've used this time judiciously to like just reviewing the manuscript, doing my final edit and all of that, making sure it's ready for to go to go to the marketplace here. Yeah, so it's been very pivotal. And in my job as well, I've been working from home like most majority of the country are at the minute. Yeah, so just working from home and contributing my quota to ensure we continue business as usual. Mm, that is remarkable that you've you know you you've turned it situation around and you've you've utilized it to work on what you do best and and that is brilliant and that obviously demonstrates the idea again what we were saying about being self-motivated and enjoying what you do and loving what you do so yeah that is great and I guess even the tips are already in what you've just said for others who want to um utilize their time Thank during you. isolation you're welcome. Uh, well, um, Tolu, it has been an absolute pleasure and we could even just carry on talking for two more hours, but we don't have that capacity. Uh, so um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, the listeners will be very lucky to get all this wisdom, information. Oh, and amazing. And uh, we were going to finish with um, Tolu's poem called Lockdown. So whenever yeah, you're ready, really. Tolu. Lock- <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> The shelves are stripped bare and the spirit of fear runs amok. The vampire of death is dripping in fresh blood. Resist, call it the Chinese virus. This is no hoax or a scene from a horror movie cast in Hollywood. The angel of death has gone berserk. The numbers are frightening. A strange virus knocked us off our perch. The world was injected with the spirit of apathy. The mystical power of toilet rolls will be recounted by historians. Lombardy became a ghost town and the famous French kiss now a distant memory. The untainted breeze in Times Square sums up the chaotic normal. In every precinct, every day wears its own gloom. Some days darker and grimmer. A raging global pandemic in my lifetime wears the garment of apocalypse. Democracy has gone crazy. Freedom is on lockdown. The superheroes are on the front line. A life-saving house arrest and the world on its knees. They asked for an army of volunteers. A community of heroes heeded the clarion call. Today, I soaked in the sunshine and its warmth. I inhale the air of compassion and fellowship that abounds. The news headline reads, 
normalcy returns to Wuhan. They can smell the joy of freedom. With new spring in my step, I say, this too shall pass. Thank you. That is a wonderful poem, Tolu, and I love the ending because it um, gives others hope, including yourself. So thank you so much for um, the thank beautiful you very ending much for poem. me on the podcast. You're welcome, Tolu. Um, you look after yourself and you are welcome back on the show anytime. Um, and I cannot wait to hear more about your um, books that you are working on thank and you your very journey much. after this. It's been this. a pleasure being on the show tonight. Thank you. You're Take welcome. Care. Take care, Tolu. Bye. Well, what can I say? Such an inspirational discussion by such a talented poet. Well done for your wise wise words, Tolu. Please keep up the great work. And for listeners, if you want to find out more about Tolu's amazing work, then please visit his website on www.toluakiemi.com. You can also find him on all the major social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, of which the links are in the episode description. Please keep up to date with his new book, which will be coming out soon. And I have to say, an amazing poem to end with, Lockdown, which will certainly take us through the current times. Thank you for listening. If you have something to say or want to ask a question, then send me a voice message. And if you felt inspired, then why not share this episode with someone who will benefit? Don't forget to subscribe so that you can be notified of future episodes and take a look at my book, Mirages to Reality, which is available on Amazon. It contains a gift from me, a poem, written on any subject that you like. And finally, if you have an event, spoken word night or a festival, then why not book me in to perform one of my poetry sets? You can find out more on www.tyraraymond.com. Take care.